Hello, and welcome back to, I guess, welcome to our very first episode of what I cannot seem to make a name for, but we're going to go with Brilliantly Creative. Now, you might be at home and you might be like, Brilliantly Creative. That's trademarked. I can't use it, but I thought about it. So today with me, I have a guest, my very first guest of the actual show itself, Christine Scott. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. I'm happy to have you here. So I put out a post to, I think it was a Toronto or Dur I guess Toronto or Durham region cosplayers and I had this lovely woman say, hey, I'd like to come on your show. And I said, fantastic, because I need hosts, I need guests. And it worked out really <laughs> well for me. So this kind of idea, just to put you in a spot where you know why I kind of decided this and the people at home, I finally went to Fan Expo. I had never been, in 25 years of life, I had never been to Fan Expo. Never. My dad always promised me we'd go. Didn't get to meet Warg. I didn't get to meet C-3PO. I didn't get to meet anybody. But I finally went this year, and it was fantastic. Now, I'm not a cosplayer in any way, shape, or form. I bought a Mandalorian helmet from Cybercraft, which is very expensive. So yeah. <laughs> just so you know. And it's also Russian. They don't tell you that either. So if you, that's, you don't want to support Russia, I totally understand. But my girlfriend decided to make her own stuff. So she went as um, Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm -hmm. We got it. And, you know, seeing her do it, it was very interesting. Because, again, she does not do, like, that kind of cosplay. She doesn't, that's not her thing, right? She's creative, but she's not that kind of creative. But she, all of a sudden, she was. So I thought, you know what, let's have people on to talk about things that we can kind of get into. Now, over the course of us, I was talking brilliantly creative. I'm trying to put it in creativity where anybody, so anyone could be on the show, any kind of passion. But cosplay is what our topic is today. So, just to kind of get us started, I would love to hear how you kind of first got into it. Um, I mean, the interesting thing is, like, for me, it was kind of something that was always a part of my life, and I didn't really know where to put it until I became an adult. So when I was a kid, you know, you always watch your favorite TV show, and you grab, like, your blanket, or you grab, like, a couch pillow, and you're just like, I'm this one, or I'm that character. You know, for me and my sister, it was always like, I'm Sailor Venus, and I'm Sailor Mars. And, you know, we'd watch the TV show, and we'd be like, that's me, that's me. And, I mean, I think almost everybody can relate to having a favorite character and being like, that's me. And um, I never grew out of that. And uh, for a lot of us that didn't grow out of it, I think we became like theater kids. You know, we wanted to be those characters. So we, you know, went and did plays or musicals or whatever, and we were those characters. And then cosplayers just kind of take it a step further and they're like, I'm gonna do this all the time, or like, this is my hobby. And uh, for me, that was definitely it. You know, I'd always have like my childhood blanket and I'd be like, this is a dress now. And, um, when I got older and I had money and skills and resources, I was like, yeah, this is this is something I want to try. And I did, and I'm still here. <laughs> well, I think that's fantastic because I think anybody can relate. Anybody can relate to watching something. I know my brother and my sister and I were horrible for watching superhero movies, and we're like, that's it. You know, you're this person, I'm this person, and we right. battle in the living room. Like, it just, as a kid, you have an imagination. And I feel like as you get older, sometimes those imaginations die. And mm -hmm. that is the worst thing that can really happen because you stop having that sense of, of wonder and that sense of like, what if I was this person? What if, what if I was doing this? I used to play with sticks as a kid. Who didn't play with sticks as a kid? It was like, this is, this is a sword. This yeah, is a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's awesome to hear that, you know, you had a passion and it never died. Mm -hmm. And that is, again, like what I think is huge about cosplaying because it, it, it is 
your passion. And yes. it's fantastic. And it's, I, I think like, so for me, you know, I think it looks daunting, but how you got into it was just kind of what you I, did. You know, I just kind of stepped into, I felt like I cheated a little because <laughs> I, you know, you say it is daunting and I'm sure it is like, there are things that I look at in cosplay and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I could never do that. Or it would take so much work to get there, which is not to say that I wouldn't do it, but it, it is outside my skill set. But as a kid growing up, um, you know, some of us went to girl guides, some of us did basketball or hockey. I took sewing lessons. So when I decided that I wanted to try a cosplay, it was kind of just a matter of picking up those skills that I had learned as a kid and using them for this hobby. You know, there's a lot of um, cosplayers that are self-taught sewers or they'll look up tutorials, which I recommend to anybody that wants to get into cosplay. Start with tutorials because you don't have to figure it out from scratch. Somebody's already done that. <laughs> and I think, I think hearing that's fantastic because my, again, my biggest thing is somebody from the looking glass, look, I always mess up that saying, but on the, on the outside looking in, we'll say, it looks like a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I think realistically, I'm just lazy. And like, you know, I could put the time in to do it, but also the skill set's not there for me. You know, I, I could look up, you know, how to, how to sew. I tried crocheting when I was like 12 and it didn't really work. I made like a line, maybe yeah. a string. Um, but that kind of stuff is like, I have the mindset for it, but not, not the passion. And I think that's what sets people apart. And I think that's, as you said, though, the nice thing is if you want to, you can just look it up, mm -hmm. look it up and then there you go. So kind of on that note, was there any like key person or factor? I know we kind of talked about what kind of got you into it, but what kind of inspired you? What, what made you cross that threshold from, you know, we're all going to be kids doing this to why not? So there was um, a recommended post on my Instagram one day, you know, um, I don't just do costume as a hobby. It's also yeah. my job. Okay. Um, so I get these recommended posts and I saw one of a cosplayer and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. It was, she was cosplaying Sailor Moon and I was like, this is the character. When I was a kid, that was the character. And as an adult, I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is going to be the pinnacle for me. And um, as you say, it was daunting. It is extremely daunting because uh, anybody who knows the character knows there's like so many details that go into her design, like the wig, the hair. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it was crazy. So I was like, I can't start there um, because it's. It, I need it to be perfect. So I can't start there. So. But like at that point, I was hooked. I was interested. I'm like, this is what I want to do eventually. So I had chosen kind of another character. I had actually chosen Anastasia from the animated film. Yep. I was like, this is something that I gives me kind of the same feeling, but is less overwhelming. And um, I know this is like kind of audiovisual. So I'll, like that moment where she's in the palace and she turns and like that beautiful yellow dress just appears out of thin air like that moment everybody who felt something in that moment knows what I mean when I talk about it and making the cosplay and wearing it felt the exact same and it was just oh my god could not go back after that so in that respect though would you say then that cosplaying is is empowering in that sense 
Yeah, I would say definitely. Like, I know for myself, um, like I said, I went through the theater route of cosplaying. You know, I would audition, but when I was a teenager, I was painfully shy. Uh, so it didn't really, wasn't really great for theater. Um, and then when it came to musicals, you know, I think I have an okay voice, but it, I'm certainly no soprano. I was never going to be the lead. And, you know, that is okay. That is fine. But I also don't have to not ever be that person. So, you know, I find that cosplay is great for people that are never finding themselves as the heroine or they're never the main character, they're never the lead, but they always wanted to be. So like cosplay is a great way to do that. It's just a great way to see yourself in those roles and know that they're for you too. Which I think is, hearing that is fantastic. Again, I can't stop going back to the point I'm trying to hammer home where, again, looking from the outside in, it looks really daunting like going to fan expo and seeing people that there was somebody on stilts in this mm-hmm. huge with this huge like deer skulled into antler branches and a cloak and like a, a light up like stick like it, it you look at that and you're like holy but as you said like starting starting with like anastasia was your way in like it mm-hmm. was it was a time where you could go okay i want to try this and i want to say i'll start with something that you know i feel comfortable doing and it's somebody that is fantastic now I think you picked a great movie because like that is just Rasputin always terrified oh me as a child gosh, um, yes. and it's like one of those all those movies from that genre so what else was there um oh no one with the rainforest where like Fern Gully yeah Fern Gully yeah. and then there was also <laughs> oh no like Thumbelina I think Dan Bluth did that film I think as well Thumbelina did that one as, and then there was um oh it's the space one. Oh no Titan AE, yeah. Well, thank you, Evan. Which was, <laughs> which was for me. I watched on Netflix, and then you look back as like, when you get older, and you're like, did I ever actually see that? Or I know like, what happened. So like those movies were, I think, a great way to kind of start. And if you look in that mindset, our childhoods are pretty great in that sense, where you mm-hmm. got all this, you know, anime was really just taking off. Oh my gosh! It, technically, it was around for a little bit longer, but it really was getting getting into its prime. And I think that allowed younger people at the time to be like. I want to be that person. I want to be this person. And I think, would you ever consider cosplaying as a male character and then changing to a female character? I've done that, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I uh, cosplayed Adrian from Miraculous Ladybug. He's a male character. And I, you know, I made the costume and then put on, like, a long wig, like made uh, no attempts to kind of disguise my gender, identify as female. so I thought it was a lot of fun and I recently did a group where um, I was the female character and my friend was also same character but female presenting and no problems there I I think it's um, I think if you love the character you should still cosplay them regardless of their gender how you do it is up to you if you want to do like a masculine presenting character as a female identifying person you can do that there there are there's ways to do it there and um but if you are not comfortable with that um or if you just want to do like a gender bent version of that character like go to town get creative (laughs) and i I think that's fantastic because again as we get in this time where you know i feel like we're all kind of being on the same page eventually where you know what we're all human Mm-hmm. And whoever you and, and I think that's fantastic to see that because 
it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you're still a character. And if you love that character, then that's all that matters. So that's, mm -hmm. with that kind of question there then, your cosplays, you base them mainly off of, I'm assuming, characters you'd like. You wouldn't just be mm -hmm. like, someone wouldn't be like, oh, try this. And you're like, yeah, sure, why not? Mm -hmm. So it's more like characters you're familiar with? Yeah, well, the thing about cosplay is that it is expensive. Um, I won't lie to you about that. There are ways to do it that are less expensive. Um, you, like... There's, there's subcategories, kind of. There's people that make their cosplay. That's what I do. There's people that buy their cosplay. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's the same thing. Uh, it just depends on where you are financially and skill-wise. And, um, you know, buying your cosplay is always going to be less expensive than making it. I can tell you that right now. Because um, the amount of fabric you need <laughs> is not cheap. Um I think that's, I, I think, sorry, not to derail either, but that is, that is the opposite of what I would think, right? Like you mm -hmm. think when, when you see all these DIYers and oh yeah, well, like we can do it ourselves. I don't think it gets into your minds about how much it really would cost. Like I see, I, I, you know, I see some stuff online you're like, oh, it's like a grand to buy a whole outfit, but I'm not putting time and effort into it. I'm mm -hmm. just putting my card in there and I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. Now I think there's a separation there. Would you say there's a big, there's two different groups of cosplayers, the ones that buy them and make them or is it really just one main line kind of road and everyone's just in it together um that is a division in the community certainly there's always going to be people that think making it is more elite recently there's been a trend where you know people are saying you're making your cosplay you're trying way too hard um that's fine <laughs> um but i think for the majority of us it's we're all you know adults playing dress up like that is the main thing that we always try and come back to it's like we are adults playing dress up it is not that deep i mean if you want to buy your cosplay that is fine if you want to make it that's fine i make mine because that's the skill set i have and uh honestly as a plus-sized woman i can't buy my cosplays they don't make them in my size because there is a lot of fat phobia in this community and from the companies that make them the companies that make genshin impact cosplays do not make them in like not even plus sizes but like size larges like they they do not want us cosplaying them which i think then with that in mind it's fantastic that you have the ability to do that mm -hmm. and i think that's Again, looking at the like the Facebook groups, you can see that there are people out there who are making cosplays just to make them for people who don't have that option to buy one because there aren't they aren't there. And I think that's fantastic because again, like body size differs for everybody. No one's the same size. Mm -hmm. And I find, you know, you look at big major companies, they just want to get the popular people, you know, boom, 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 let's get the streamers, call it a day, make mm -hmm. money, leave it. But there are people who want to be able to go and actually just cosplay and enjoy it, and mm -hmm. they don't have that option. So I think it's fantastic that, for you at least, you can make it, because mm -hmm. it's not easy for everybody. Now, in that, in that case, though, do you keep all your cosplays then? Like, I absolutely do. I mean, coming back to, like, just the money side yeah. of things, like, it is way too expensive. I'm talking hundreds of dollars to yeah. just wear it once and never wear it again. Over and above the fact that the reason I'm cosplaying these characters is because I love them. Yep. So I'm not about to do that once and then not do it again. <laughs> and I think that's awesome. Like, that, do you think... I kind of that idea though if you ever were like okay this character I've, I've lived their lives would you ever like retail it and then I think it comes in the, like, into the, the conversation of how do you put a dollar sign on your hard work um it's interesting because I I have cosplayed Sabrina from the chilling adventures of Sabrina okay. um 
obviously that show came to a close a while ago yeah. uh thankfully before it could go the riverdale route yeah. and oh. um but you know so i did that a few times and i was like okay this is kind of we're not going to see more from this character it was nice to do it at the time but i don't think i'm going to wear it again and i haven't worn it again so i've seriously considered retailing it yep. um and I mean, for me, it comes to a couple of different things. How much time did I spend on it? What were the materials? Um, and how long has it been since I've had it? Because like anything, the value decreases the older it is. It just does. And yeah. that's fine. So I would consider retailing it. I have considered retailing it. And I know a lot of people do. And I think it just depends... Um, on your personal preferences which sounds kind of shady but like i know how much my time is worth and i know how much time like how much the material was yep. worth so i would consider retailing it and those are the factors i would take into account and i think that's fantastic again like from somebody i'm gonna keep saying this i'm gonna keep hammer home from the outside looking in I don't know how much time and effort go into this. You can mm -hmm. see you can see people's tutorials online, but they speed it up because they're not going to show, yeah. here's day seven of me doing this. They're not going to show you that. It's going to be like, day one, here's the highlights, day two, day three, day, and all you see is the days, but you're seeing this quick blurb, and you're like, okay, okay, looks pretty easy. So I think it's fantastic to get that side of things where like, really you're putting your heart and soul in this. And mm -hmm. this is like, this is a part of you now. Like this is something you've put your, your, you know, your heart, your sweat, your blood and your tears mm -hmm. into it. And then you went out and were this character mm -hmm. and either being a one-time thing or like a four-time thing or an everyday thing, it doesn't really matter because it's still, you put your time and effort into that. Yeah, absolutely. Even the cosplays that are purchased, I mean, if you've seen those wigs come out of the bags, like that's time and effort right oh, yeah. there. Like yeah. some of those are real questionable. <laughs> so. And that's the thing too, is I find one of the biggest things is again, as somebody who doesn't cosplay but wants to get into it, I don't know what to look for. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to look for, and I don't want the show to turn into a don't look for these companies. But at the same time, I think it's nice where you can have a, like a local group, which is what the groups were, like the mm -hmm. buy and sells, but also discussions right. where you can have that. And again, if you were to ever to go, you know, I think this cosplay is kind of dead, maybe I'll put it up. But I think it's great for people at home who ever want to think, okay, I want to purchase a cosplay, but I don't want to undervalue them. Mm -hmm. Because any kind of trade, anything, you're working. <laughs> Yeah. And you're not getting paid for this either. You're just spending money. So yeah. realistically, you could be building benches for free and selling the benches. It doesn't really matter because once you're, once you're doing something, you put money out there and now you, if you're going to get rid of it, you want more than you put out of it. Mm -hmm. So I totally understand that. Um, my last question for you though is, so you, you mentioned, I guess, your first cosplay, or would you say that was your first cosplay, Anastasia? Yes. Yeah. And with that first cosplay... You know, when you kind of first got into it, what were the feelings of you, like when it's all done? What, 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 like seeing the finished product, did it make you go like, wow? Yeah, um, you know, like the first time I got dressed, and this is like, I don't recommend this, but I personally never put the whole thing on um, before the day that I'm gonna wear it. I do not recommend that. I would always say do a first like dress rehearsal, um, but I don't do, don't do what I do. But so the first time I got dressed in it for the day, I also went to fan expo in that cosplay awesome. for the first time. And, um, yeah, it was just incredible. I was like, Oh my gosh, is that me? Like, it was like completely different hair color, complete. Like I don't personally wear like yellow golds. It was uh, a combination of, you know, realizing that 
like that young part of me that always wanted to do that little spin and have this like dress magically appear and then also being really proud of my work um, because while my skill set does lie in sewing I also did some foam work for the crown and I did um, some wig styling which was completely out of my comfort zone I absolutely butchered it but it did look good on the day <laughs> so that was cool well that's awesome so I'm, I'm great like happy to hear that because again first time's always gonna be the hardest time mm. and to hear that your first time cosplaying was pretty good is mm-hmm. fantastic now with that in mind we're gonna go to music break mm-hmm. we can have some time to talk during the music break and we're gonna show if you're listening at home check out her instagram we'll plug it at the end of the show or you can plug it now if you'd like yeah it's sailor.serenity s-i-r-e-n-i-t-y on instagram and also tiktok hello and welcome back to brilliantly creative i want to Brilliantly creative. Don't sue me, please. Um, Lucky Charms has nothing on me. Now, we're back talking about all things cosplay today. And again, host Christine Scott, or host, guest. Well, I mean, I guess. You are hosting hosting in a way. Christine Scott. um, Talks have been fantastic so far, and I really appreciate it. Because again, as I said, during the music break, you were probably like the best guest to have on first and foremost, because you are super upfront with everything. Absolutely. And it's awesome. Now... I don't ask you the hard questions, but I'm going to ask you a couple of hard questions. Okay. Starting with, what was the hardest cosplay to ever do? Um, so the hardest one that I've done so far has been Sailor Moon. Um, I don't think that'll come as a surprise to anybody. There's a lot of things that uh, went into her character design. Um, the wig, for anybody who knows, like meatballs and pigtails, oh my gosh. Um, the boots the the outfit in general just all the details were there's there was a lot like speaking of daunting and overwhelming that was a character for me that was both of those things um and again like on top of the fact that i'm a plus size cosplayer i knew i was not going to be able to buy anything or find things that did fit um so I made a lot of alterations. I bought knee-high boots and then altered them myself. And I am not a cobbler. Yeah. I've never done that before. But like I altered these knee-high boots, and I'm really proud of that. That's why I'm bringing it up. But <laughs> well, it's awesome. I feel like as we talk about, you know, like hardest cosplay, mm-hmm. I think it's sweet to say, you know, yeah, it was hard, but you you did it. And as we talk about, like again, Sailor Moon. All I think is something I think of really big hair. I think oh my really gosh. big hair and the poses. And, and I think that's awesome though, because like people sit here and say, I struggled, mm-hmm. but I did it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And kind of tying into hardest cosplay, would you say that Sailor Moon was your favorite? I, yes, yes. Okay. I was gonna say, I, like, I can't even describe to you the first time that I put that on like I, I don't want to say I cried that's a little dramatic but I did get like a little teary like this was the person that I wanted to do I had been cosplaying for five years and this was the character that I went I started with knowing this is what I wanted to do and then to finally do it and I just felt beautiful and I looked I looked great I'm just gonna say I looked phenomenal and um it was everything that I had. I had put it on a pedestal, and I was like, "I'm not wearing this unless X, Y, Z." Yep. Um, I did not do the wig. That is not my strong suit. I commissioned it from another Sailor Moon cosplayer, but I've learned a lot of stuff since then. I think I would definitely take a stab at doing it next time. 
Um, but I was like, this has to be perfect. This has to be perfect. There are things in that costume that there's upholstery foam in that <laughs> costume. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that's, again, though, like that is, I feel like when you say cosplay, you can't not think about creativity mm -hmm. because that is huge. Again, like you are, you are taking like a, a, an anime that you saw, like, I don't even know what came out, like, 1990s? Yeah, like, like I was. I remember watching it on like 96. I remember yeah. watching it on YTV. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I was yeah. watching it on YTV when like they did like the late night anime stuff. Yes. And apparently, or during the day sometimes. Yeah. And I think that that's crazy. Like, mm -hmm. you took a character you saw, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna be them, and you mm -hmm. did it. And you know what? Upholstery foam or not, commissioned wig or not, you did it, and that's fantastic. And I think, I think being able to say, yeah, I got a little teary eyed. So what? Yeah. That's awesome. Like <laughs> True. You, you did a good job with it. And you think you look great. And if you think you look great, then you do look great. Because once you have to embody that, once you feel that way, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. Yeah, if I could you say one thing, it's like as long as you know that you look great and you feel great, that's all that matters. Nothing else matters. And I think, again, that is a great thing to know. So regardless of how others either make you feel or regardless, as long as you feel good, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that's, I mentioned a couple of cosplay. <laughs> I think it gets a bit of a bad rap occasionally where you have the people that make a bad name for themselves. But for the most mm -hmm. part, most cosplayers just wanna, wanna have fun. Well, and that's exactly it. Like I said before, we're all adults playing dress up. I think everybody that wants to cosplay has that same spark of, this is the character and that I want to be them and more importantly to cosplay a character and this is just my opinion some people just do do it for content or for views but I think if you're going to cosplay a character you know you have to have that spark of seeing yourself in that character that's why you want to do it and there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> and I think that's fantastic it's a great segue into my next question because we're going again hard questions here I'm ready do you get into character um, it depends. I do a lot of, uh, like, Disney princess characters. Okay. Um, so, you know, if I go out and cosplay at a convention and there's little kids around, like, I am not not going to be in character for them. I'm not going to make an effort to do that because they, to a degree, think that they're seeing one of their favorite characters in real life. Yep. And that's something that I'm aware of and conscious of when I'm doing it. Yep. Um, other than that, um, as much as I said I'm a theater kid, for me, cosplaying is kind of just me in a costume. Like, I'm, yep. I, I personally don't usually try and get into character unless people, like, approach me and they're just like, oh, my God, it's, you know, so-and-so. And then it's just, I, I try and do, like, some kind of shtick for them. But I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, but I do know if you're competing, uh, often uh, competitions will have a segment where you have to do a performance in character, and that is something that you're judged on. So if you want to take it to the next level, um, that's something that you may have to consider. I like it. Okay, so and that's something I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. So I like to hear that that for you know little kids 
you are that Disney princess. You are you are whomever you want to be. You are Ariel. You are you know Anastasia. You are whoever because to little like little kids are the cutest when they're like, oh my god, it's so and so. Honestly, like, yes, it is. one of the best. Parts. That is it's that is like, me. Yeah. Hello. And it's like that's how I felt as a kid. So it's, I'm glad to be on the other side of that. Yep. For them. And I think I think it's great to hear that as well because. As you said, you doesn't you don't really need to get into character unless unless someone's like, oh, pose, and you're like, all right, yeah. what's one of their poses, or or for you know competitions. Yeah. Now for competitions wise, if I if I thought cosplaying was daunting, I think competitions for cosplaying is very daunting. Oh, when I tell you, I was shaking. And that's my thing. <laughs> like I, so I think that's the crazy part that I don't even realize. Like I grew up watching. Like Face Off. Do you ever see that show? Yeah. Yeah. Face yes. Off. Or like you see all these competition shows where like you see people putting their best effort up there. Be it cooking shows or drag race, like you name oh, it. Gosh. People are like but that's one thing to be televised and people to see it. It's another thing to be a small group or in this and realistically cosplay is not a small group, but mm -hmm. it could be at a at a convention. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, a, a group of X number of people competing to be who's the best. And that's I think the person who won it this year uh, fan expo was mm -hmm. a guy in a like ultramarine huge oh i saw a hoided, huge armor build. yeah and with a giant hammer and like yeah. that that looks crazy to me yeah and, and to think that like somebody showed up and he also i think he had the fake like laser eye and yep. like it and again like that's that's warhammer that's not yeah that's not disney that's no. not anime that's uh tabletop gaming or books yes now i think that's crazy because with cosplaying you can pick anything mm -hmm. So with that kind of idea in mind, with where you get anything, what when you see a character, what are the things that has to have to be ticked off for them to be okay to cosplay? Um, for me, I think any character is okay to cosplay. Uh, it's just that people seem like do have their preferences okay. of things that they will not cosplay. Um, I think anything that you would not wear as a Halloween costume, obviously don't cosplay that. Any characters that are known to be offensive, yes. don't cosplay that. No. Um, me personally, I would never cosplay a character of color, okay. um, which isn't, th this is a, a topic of kind of contention and it's, I can't really speak on it as yeah. a white person, but um, you know, you can cosplay characters of color if you're not, but do not darken your skin. Do not <laughs> yes. dark, do not do that. Yeah. Um, but personally for me, I wouldn't just because I would rather um, promote other characters, like cosplayers of color yep. who do do those cosplays and they do look amazing and you know they deserve the recognition for those characters and i would rather my platform is small but i'd rather talk them up because they deserve that and that's awesome like i think that i think that's really great to you know there's kind of like a for lack of a better term brother brotherhood oh yeah now sisterhood humanhood is that a hmm. term a camaraderie, I like that. There you go, camaraderie. There's <laughs> a bunch of camaraderie, and everyone's kind of just in it for everybody. Like that's, yeah. that, I think that's how it should be, right? As you said, we're like they're just adults playing dress up, and I think Absolutely. that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be like any kind of group that gets big enough. You're gonna find people that are, you know, they turn their nose up at yeah. whatever, you know, made 
purchase, bought, whatever. Yep. Um, sewn versus foam, like yeah. if you do mostly cloth versus like an armor thing. You know, there's gonna be divisions, and especially because there can be a competitive atmosphere, there's gonna be, be people who think, you know, I deserved that win, or I should have won, or their stuff wasn't as good as mine. Yeah. So you're gonna find those divisions, but really, realistically, it is what you make it. And that's what's really nice. If you follow people on Instagram and you decide, you know, I don't really like their attitude, that's not for me, you can just unfollow them and boom, they're out of your circle. So your circle is what you make it. And I think that's, again, as I said, great for first guess because you're making great points that I, I didn't think of. You know, no one's ever, not everyone's going to get along. And I think mm-hmm. that's a nice thing to know that regardless of what the issue is, you can just say, all right, you know what, that's not going to work out for me. I'll see you the next con. Yeah. That's it. That's all. Yeah. Now, my last kind of question for this segment was what's kind of like your next idea? If you're happy to share that I'm or ideas that. I'm happy to share that. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> um, um, I think most people are aware of the Bridgerton TV show at this point in time. I've never seen it. I don't blame you. It's not for everybody. Yeah. I tried watching it with my partner and he just, he zero interest. And I don't blame him. It's yeah. He's really not the target audience. Um, me, on the other hand, hook, line, sinker, could not look away. Um, and for those, like some people know, that there was a kind of Bridgerton experience based on the TV show. And it started in the States and it came to Quebec, but basically it is kind of like they have the balls in the show, like the dance things in the show. Um, So they built like the Queen's Ball experience based off of that. So you dress up, you go, it's an hour and a half, you meet the queen. (laughs) um, And she chooses like a diamond of the season. So yeah, so it's kind of fun. So, you know, being a cosplayer, <laughs> I uh, could not help myself, uh, and I mean, part of, partly that is, in fact, I think I won't ever see anything kind of like this again. Like I could do a Bridgerton cosplay, but it's you know not as exciting as yep. it could be. But this this experience, I like, I bought patterns. I bought two patterns. I couldn't decide. I bought fabric. I'm doing techniques that I have never heard of before. I had to Google them. It's a huge upgrade in my personal opinion. Like I'm learning so much. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to taking it with me to my next build. Um, but yeah, so I'm working on that right now. And I'm like, I've gone crazy. I've gone crazy. So I'm making a dress. I'm not wearing, it's in October, but I'm like, I'm not going to wear a winter coat. That's going to ruin it. So I'm making like this whole cloak to go with. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I, like, that's the thing. Like, we have no chill. There's no chill. But um, no, chill. no chill. No chill. No. Not even in the middle of winter. No. no chill. No, it's going to be a uh, fleece lined. So I'm hoping okay. that'll uh, work for me. And that's the other part of cosplaying is uh, you might see things and go, it has to be that way. Um, and I have to do this, take a step back and remind myself that it's for me yep. and I can do what I want. So it's going to be fleece lined because I live in Canada. So <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's, again, another great point. No matter what is quote unquote stated that it has to be at, do what you want. Do mm-hmm. okay, what you want to do. Yeah, so <laughs> you know what? Whatever you feel like you want to do it, just go with that. At the end of the day, it's yours. Do with it as you would. Yeah, make you have to wear it, yeah. so make sure it's something you're going to feel good in. Or like at least that. comfortable. I like that. <laughs> so, second music break, I can start 
technically last music break, uh, we are going to play Up and Down by Timmy Trumpet and the Venga Boys, which is a pretty good moving song. Hopefully it'll keep you, keep you up and beat. Uh, but we'll be back after this break and we'll be wrapping it up. So stay tuned and we'll see you in a couple minutes. Hello and welcome back to Brilliantly Creative only on RiotRadio.ca, and you can find us at DCSA Media Hub. Don't forget that, please. Uh, my life depends on it. Uh, <laughs> now, with that being said, we're going to kind of wrap up the show. Christine Scott, thank you again for being here with me. We have a couple minutes before we actually have a little bit of time. So, okay. I want to kind of get into your tips and tricks to the trade, if you're willing to share. I know Absolutely. there are some secrets that people don't want to share, but I love to hear about it. No, I'll be honest, I have no secrets. Uh, if it. you go to my Instagram, if you want to start, I have tips. I have a breakdown highlight that tells you why, where I bought everything, the patterns I use. I personally have no secrets because when I first started, I knew how to sew and that was it. I didn't know where to buy wigs. I didn't know where to get accessories. I didn't know anything. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, keeping secrets like that is just not who I am. I, you know, the more the merrier. Um, so my tips, my number one tip, I already mentioned it. If you are starting a build or you're interested in getting into it, look at a tutorial and you don't even need to look at it in a sense of, I need to take notes, just, you know, think about it and watch a tutorial and be like, oh, that's not what I thought it was. Or wow, that makes a lot of sense. Like YouTube it, you know, like, Sailor Moon hair tutorial. There are a bunch of tutorials. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, when I, like when I said, when I started, when I wanted to do Sailor Moon really badly and I found that cosplayer who did it so beautifully, um, I messaged her and I was like, where did you get XYZ? Yep. Uh, how did you do this? And she was kind enough to have the same kind of philosophy. She shared with me her resources and how she did things. Awesome. And, you know, I kept those notes and I incorporated them. Um, you know, it's kind of like a classroom, but it's a self-imposed classroom. You know, don't be afraid to ask questions, read the material. <laughs> um, and honestly, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, that's the hardest part because it can be so expensive. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you buy Warbler, that's so expensive. I will say it's on sale at Michael's right now. They're clearing out their Warbler, but... Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> you did, but, um, you know, it can be so expensive, but sometimes that's the only way you can learn is to try it, and then when it doesn't work, be like, okay, that didn't work. Yep. Um, and then try again. And, you know, I had no hand at wig styling when I first started. And then, you know, last year I made my first wig by myself. And, excuse me, like I had asked for help and I had asked for tips. And then, you know, you just full send. You just you full, full send. send. You, just you jump just, the gun. After a certain point, you just have to dive in and hope that any mistakes that you make are uh, salvageable. And if they're not, you know, just try, try again. And again, I, I'm going to keep saying it. It's great to hear that because I don't know. I don't know pretty much anything about this. And to hear that, you know, mistakes happen. I'm a oh kind gosh. of person that if I make mistakes, I'm like, all right, scrap it. I can't do this. But again, try, try, try again. Like mm -hmm. it, it, Little engine that could, all this kind of like, all these powerful things where, yeah, you mess up, you mess up. You go back to the drawing board. 
That yeah. is what it is, right? Well, the only person you have to impress is yourself. The only person whose standards you're meeting are your own. Yeah. Uh, I'm a perfectionist, so I will overthink a project for weeks, weeks and weeks. And then, you know, after a certain point, you just start cutting, like for fabric, for me. Like I just start cutting and I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I spent like $100 on yep. five meters of satin and this is and this is it. And you, you cut and you hope that, you know, measure twice, cut once, but you know, I'm going to tell you right now that math is not my strong suit. So it's more (laughs) like measure four times, cut three. (laughs) You know what? If it works, it works. Yeah. So moving on from that, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how do I get, how me as a everyday civilian, how do I get involved? What would you think are like the best ways to get somebody who was looking in saying, man, I want to try that or man, I want to understand what's going on. How do you get involved? Um, for somebody that's interested, because I have dragged my sister into a group she was not interested in, and I made both costumes, but for somebody who's actually interested in it, if they need kind of a jumping off point, uh, again, find a cosplayer um, or somebody that is creative um, or into costuming, because they will always love to talk about it and just say, you know, this is what I'm thinking of. Um, and today being that person, I'm going to say, you know, what character has grabbed your attention and what about them makes you want to do it? And then I'm going to say, let's make a list and we're going to break down all the pieces like from like the hair or whatever, headpieces, jewelry, shoes, you know, this. And then when you break it down into like the really, really little pieces, it doesn't become so overwhelming. And if you're like me who had like a huge like pinnacle outfit that you wanted to make can we start somewhere easy or can we do like a more casual version of them to kind of step into that character like if you do a different version of their outfit well then you already have their wig and it's not so hard to step forward into the next part and um or even just do a similar character that you also like that has a similar kind of vibe that you can learn techniques with because you learn something every time you do a new costume. And eventually you will look at this person that you want to be and you're going to be like, that doesn't feel as hard as it did when I first started. I feel like that's something that I could do. Awesome. Like I, again, like you are giving me 120%. I really appreciate Perfect. it because that is, that is fantastic. Again, Outside looking in, that's the last time I'll say it, I swear. <laughs> um, it's fantastic because you, you hear all these stories about how, you know, itemize it. Make a list. Mm-hmm. Make a list. Talk about it. What do you need? Is it doable this year? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Okay. What can I do this year? What is doable? Can I do a less less busy, less involved? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Then what can I take from that and use next time? Like, it's mm-hmm. awesome to kind of have this list or these ideas where you put it on paper and you say, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to try. This is my my five-year cosplaying plan. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Um so, you know, last thing I want to really just kind of talk about, because we are going to get towards the end of the show here, mm-hmm. any upcoming shows you're going to be at, upcoming events, where are we going to see you next? Um, so the convention season is winding down yeah. in Toronto. Um, for anybody that knows, if you know, you know. Um, you it's know, mostly you know. in the summer, yep. kind of starting in May and tapering off around September. I was also just at Fan Expo. Um, so 
but to answer your question, um, I don't have any immediate plans. Okay. I personally will be at the Bridgerton Ball on October 15th at okay. 5.30. If you're going to be there, nobody I know is going. So <laughs> please come say hi. Go there. Um, but there is usually like a, a winter kind of convention in December, like a holiday market. Okay. Uh, I think put on by Toronto Comic Con. Otherwise, Toronto Comic Con is in March and I will be at both, hopefully. Okay. Fantastic. That's awesome to hear. So before we're done, plug your social medias. Plug yes. the ones you want people to know. Yes. So mostly it's Instagram, uh, sailor.serenity, S-I-R-E-N-I-T-Y, um, on Instagram and also on TikTok. Okay. And our social medias, before something gets thrown at me, <laughs> we and the lovely folks at Riot and all shows can be found at DCSA Media Hub on Riot Radio, which is where we are currently, but DCSA Media Hub is going to be our new branded when we get our new studio. I did it, okay? Put the, put the pencil down, please. Um, so check us out, Riot Radio. We have all kinds of different shows. I plan on doing a ton more of these. Again, thank you. It was fantastic having you on. Yeah, it was my pleasure. This went better than I could have expected. Oh, well, I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I didn't think it was going to go poorly. I just... I didn't know what was going to happen because this is my first time kind of talking about it. And I'm, again, grateful I had you as my first guest because you were an open book. And well, I appreciate you know, it. I love to talk about myself. so <laughs> It works out. So thank you very much for being here again. Uh, Christine Scott, check her out on Instagram, sailor.serenity, S-I-R-E-N-I-T-Y. Sounds about right. I think right? I spoke right. <laughs> All right. You'll find her. Anyways, check us out, TCSA Media Hub at Rye Radio. Uh, playing us out is Dancing by Aaron Smith. This is the Chrono Remix. There's more bopping. You can dance to it, as the song says. So we'll check out Brilliantly Creative next time, and uh, we'll see you in about two weeks. Bye.